Get ahead of the rest. It's the Business Hour with Andrew Dickens. Thanks to MyHR, expert HR support, smart HR software on Newstalk ZB. Enda Brady, welcome to the program for the UK. Hey, Andrew, good to speak to you again. Happy birthday to King Charles. His birthday is, what, a week away, November the 14th, but already it's all over the news. Yes, because there are, well, there's two sides to this Harry and Meghan story. So there was one at the weekend in the Times saying that they'd snubbed Charles, that they wouldn't be coming to the party. And now there's a story out today from a spokesperson for the couple saying the first they knew about any party and this will tell you how relationships have obviously broken down that nobody in the entire family told them there was a party. The first Harry and Meghan are saying they knew about it was when a journalist rang up and said to their spokesperson, are you going to this bash next Tuesday night in London? So Clarence House, Tuesday night, Charles' 75th birthday party. Obviously, everyone's going to be there. And Harry and Meghan are now saying they didn't know anything about it. So how could they have snubbed him if they didn't even get the invite in the first place? And a friend of the couple, helpfully quoted in today's newspapers here, is saying that perhaps that story at the weekend about the so-called snub was to distract attention from what was a disastrous tour of Kenya last week by Charles. So, yeah, look, the, the knife gets plunged deeper, the plot thickens. You shouldn't imagine they'll be exchanging Christmas cards anytime soon. Well, maybe they're working in collusion. <laughs> maybe I'm imagining far too much. And I'll tell you why. Because, for first of all, Harry will know when, when his dad's birthday is. And Harry will know that it's a significant birthday. It's 75, right? So he would have known that something would have been planned for the king. It's the first birthday for the king in the first place. Five years ago, for Charles' 70th birthday, they delayed their honeymoon. So they could go along to Charles' party. So maybe Charles said, Harry, you know, do you want to come? No, I wouldn't want to come. You know, Oh, great. You can use this headline to actually defer from the Kenya story. Or am I being a bit too imaginative? Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's as reported. I, I, I genuinely think there's nothing more to it other than that they weren't invited. But what I find amazing is that there isn't a first cousin in the family who Harry wouldn't get a WhatsApp from saying, (laughs) just so you know, your dad is doing this, or I've been invited to that and I'm going, and you're going to see me in the papers going in and leaving and, listen, just thinking of you. I find it amazing that there's not anyone in the wider family. Look, every family has a little row and a split every now and then, but you still hear what's going on. (laughs) I'm just amazed that there's no one in Harry's entire life that would have pinged a text message and said, you go into this bash next Tuesday, I might see you there. Yeah, and then they could have worked this all behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Well, who knows? You know? yeah. Okay, breast cancer drug could save thousands of lives. Yeah, so this is a big development. So it's called anastrozole, and it's been used to treat breast cancer in this country for years and years. What the government is doing differently is scientists have discovered that it's actually very, very good at preventing breast cancer in the first place. It's off patent, which means it can be produced and and bought very, very cheaply indeed. So the government is going to fund a campaign where women who are at medium to high risk of developing breast cancer in the first place will be offered it for free on the National Health Service. It's going to cost about $30 million a year of an investment, and they reckon it will save thousands of lives. And in that category right now in the UK are 300,000 women at medium to high risk of developing breast cancer. So the government is just going to give this to people and they can take it basically as a daily pill. And God willing, they will never, ever have to go through breast cancer. Fantastic. Absolutely. Okay, now, 
the police have been appealing for uh, no Palestinian rallies this weekend because it's one of the big days. It's not so big here in New Zealand that we know of it. It's Armistice Day. Yes, and a lot of protests and problems have been caused recently around the Cenotaph, which is on Whitehall, just up the road from Downing Street. The big fear, I think, is that, you know, overwhelmingly, the amount of people every Saturday recently for a month since Israel started bombing the hell out of Gaza, people have been turning out every Saturday in their thousands. And there's been the odd incident, there's been the odd arrest, and you get the odd idiot. And I think the big fear this weekend is there's similar numbers. There were 30,000 at Saturday's rally just gone. Similar numbers will turn up and you will get the odd extremist who will turn up and try to target the cenotaph, which is sacrosanct in British life. And on Armistice Day, you know, this will cause a lot of problems. So the Metropolitan Police Commissioner, Mark Rowley, just saying to the organisers, look, this is the one day we really need you not to hold a rally in central London. We're busy enough as it is. On the 11th day, in the 11th hour. Yeah. War stopped. And this is what's so important about this day. This is why I love Armistice Day the most. We, we normally support, you know, of course, Anzac Day here in New Zealand and our commemorations, yes. which was the start of a military campaign. It was the start of the bloodshed. But this day is not the end of war. The war had ended, but this was the end of all. It was the official end of the war when we could be normal and we could be peaceful. And so this is the day that we need to be peaceful in. Well, look, I think a lot of people in the Muslim community would say that this is the day that we need to bring an absolute stop to what's happening in Gaza right now and and have a ceasefire. So maybe we'll see some leadership on that this weekend before any more lives are lost. Yeah. All right. I thank you so much. Ender Brady. Uh, all the very best. See you, we'll talk again. See you later, mate. Uh, it is uh, eight minutes to seven. This is News Talk ZB. And as I mentioned, Armistice Day is not a big thing in New Zealand, though it's becoming bigger as time goes by. Well, I've got the uh, the crosses have been put out in my village in the square by the by our little cenotaph of itself, uh, which has started about five or six years ago. And it's a beautiful thing. And it reminds you to remember the sacrifice made by so many and that peace did come. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.